All right, so we are here with Taylor, and we're going to chat about, I don't know, we'll chat about Taylor, and we'll figure figure her out, I guess, during this thing. So I guess, uh, I hope if you go to our gym, you should know who Taylor is. But um, if for some reason, I guess maybe you just haven't overlapped with her very often or whatever, um, Taylor's coaching at our gym, and I don't know, I guess tell tell them how you ended up where you're here with us and uh, all you know how you got into CrossFit. That'd be a good story. So, hey everybody. So, how we ended up in Georgia, well that's kind of a long story, but um, so I guess I started CrossFitting about three years ago, actually to the day, oddly enough. Um, I've been in sports kind of my whole life. My mother, of all people, signed me up for instructional t-ball when I was five. So apparently I wasn't very good at that. I didn't like to pay attention, and I like to pick flowers in the outfield. But somehow that morphed into actually having a career in softball. And I also played YMCA basketball growing up, so kind of been into sports my whole life. Um, you know, through middle school, high school, even played softball at D3 college, and so after, let's see, my second undergraduate degree, my best friend got into CrossFit and she's like, you know, you really need to check it out. You really need to do it. Well, we were living in New York City and CrossFit in New York City is triple what we pay at CrossFit Ransom. I'm sure. And I was living on a student budget. So it was just not in the cards. So I got in really big into running and then moved back to Virginia went, decided to go to grad school. So again, living on a student budget, um, still put off CrossFit because I knew I was going to love it. You know, I, I just knew it was right up my alley. I weightlifted my whole life. I've been into running, I've been into fitness. So then finally, I guess I had a semester left in grad school and I dropped in at one of the local gyms that was right by my apartment. And I was like, Hey, you know, and they're like, Oh, Hey, we offer a student discount. It's only a hundred dollars a month. And I was like, sold. So Started, never really looked back, um, definitely having a background in weightlifting. I was, I know you guys had talked about literally on the last podcast that, you know, it, it occasionally there'll be one person that comes in the gym and is able to lift heavy weights and not have done CrossFit. Well, I was that person, so that was kind of a cool thing to be like, yeah. you know, but anyway, um, so then started CrossFit, kind of planted the seed in Paul's ear. We were dating at that time. And he's like, oh, CrossFit, you're going to start CrossFit. All you're going to talk about is CrossFit, 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 CrossFit. Any of you know that, any of you that know my husband know that that's definitely a conversation that we had. So I refused to talk about CrossFit. So I never talked about it with him. And then I would say about 10 months after I started doing CrossFit and he saw the way that it made me feel, he actually was like, uh, so I think I'm going to go CrossFit with one of the guys from work. So we ended up actually going to separate CrossFit gyms. That was a really good Paul impression, by the way. I, <laughs> I, think, I think you knocked that out of the park. Well, you know, when you're together with someone a long time, you get to know them. Dial so. them in, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So started doing it. Loved it. Had really good coaches. Um, they actually put on weightlifting classes where I used to CrossFit. So that was kind of cool. So I got to really know the technique of more of like snatching and like squat cleans because it was pretty proficient in back squats, front squats, stuff like that. But, um, so yeah, so kind of took off, started dabbling in competitions, just local ones, you know, I hadn't been into a competitive environment since college. So it was really fun to kind of get back into. And, um, then about, let's see, 
I guess close to two years after I started CrossFit, I hurt my back. Um, it was a combination of being in a car for too long and then trying to max my overhead squat. So my hips were really tight, my lower back was really tight, and then I just did something stupid. So um, had to modify, but we were moving to Georgia for Paul's job. So I didn't want to stop CrossFitting altogether, which is what I probably should have done. But um, so yeah, so Paul got a promotion within his company to regional sales manager. Ooh. So yeah, of the Southeast. <clears throat> so he, um, the options were either Fort Wayne, Indiana or Atlanta. So we were blessed <laughs> <laughs> to be able to be chosen for Atlanta and not Fort Wayne where it got to negative 45 yeah. degrees this winter. That sounds exciting. Um, yeah, so how we ended up at Ransom after we moved here. So, you know, we knew we were going to CrossFit when we came down here. And I decided to take a hiatus because of my back, finally get it well, instead of modifying everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we looked, Googled, essentially, local boxes. And one, I think he went to maybe CrossFit Conyers. I don't know if I don't know if that's actually it a, is, a place. It, it is. Uh, there is a CrossFit Conyers and a CrossFit Rockdale, both in Conyers. In Conyers. Yeah. I don't. Well, I don't remember which one he went to. Anyway, so he, he was going some. on a Saturday workout. Mm -hmm. So he showed up on Saturday, and no one else showed up. So he was like, "All right, well, I'm not going to work out by myself." So, um, so he left, and then the next Saturday he came to Ransom, and obviously there were a ton of people there, and he liked it. So he said, "Hey, like, I think that we should go here." So actually, it was Paul's. Re Paul is the reason we ended up Paul at Ransom. It. Yeah, and so he started in October, and I think I came back from my injury in December. So that's how we ended up here. Long, yeah. really long story. Yeah, but. no, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Um, before we go like to, before we go down the fitness rabbit holes, I understand we're like a fitness pod. I don't know if we're a fitness podcast, but we're a podcast that's loosely based on fitness. <laughs> Uh, what was living in New York like? Like, I think that that's like a cool, it's like a very, um, it's a very different life experience. Yeah. And I feel like it's a very like romanticized like thing. I don't know. I mean, I think I would, um, the venture, the average person who is listening to this is from the South. They probably haven't spent a lot of time in New York city. Just like what, you know, what was cool about New York city? What sucked about New York city? Like, yeah, I don't know. Just what was New York city like? So everything was cool about New York city. I love it. Oddly enough, though, I haven't been back to visit since I moved from there, but that's just time, yeah, life. You sure. Know. So I got the idea. It was my senior year of college um, at Roanoke College. I finally decided I wanted to go into nursing after majoring in softball for four years. There I figured go. out what I wanted to do. And one of my good friends at the time, she was into art. And so she really wanted to go up to New York and study art. So we were both kind of made this like pact, so to say, and we were, said oh, well, after graduation, like, let's do it. Like, let's go. Yeah. So um, I only applied to two nursing schools. I would have only applied to one, but my parents made me apply to VCU because I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And um, VCU has a really good nursing program. So if I would have ended up there, like, you know, no shame in that. Um, but I applied to NYU and that was my number one. I was like, if I'm ever going to live in New York City, like, I have to have a reason, sure, right? I can't yeah. just, I mean, I guess I could just like up and move, but it's pretty expensive to just do that. Yeah. So I took a year off, worked three jobs to save up a butt ton of money because if you guys think you pay a lot for rent here, imagine yeah. renting a studio apartment that's probably, 
I don't know, 350, 400 square feet, and it's well over $2,000 in New York City. I believe it. So it's really expensive. But anyway, so I moved up there with a girl I met in community college. She also applied to NYU and got into nursing school. And then a girl that I went to Roanoke College with went to NYU for grad school. So the three of us got an apartment, um, shared a room. Yeah. So that was a really interesting experience that I don't recommend on anybody. Did you have triple bunk beds? <laughs> so the three of us didn't share a room. It was just me and the other oh, girl that were in nursing it. school. Okay. And so we had like a partition, like a... Like a curtain? It's like a curtain. Yeah. Nice. Like one from like Ikea. They've got those big, thick yeah. like curtains. So we had one of those. It definitely tests your mental fortitude. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was great. I didn't have a car for two years. Um, took public transportation everywhere you learn the subway system inside and out and get lost several times um you get in really good shape because you walk a lot um i got to the point where towards the end of my tenure there i was riding my bike so i was commuting via bike so that was pretty dangerous yeah (laughs) uh But yeah, it was great. Um, You know, everybody talks about how rude people from New York City are. Well, we're not rude, first off. You rely on public transportation, which I don't know if anybody has ever taken the bus, but it's always late, right? Sure. So then you're in a hurry. So you're walking really fast down the sidewalk. You have your earbuds in because... I mean, yeah. like the chances of you knowing the person next to you are 0%. There's, there's a lot of people in New York City. Yeah. So, and the chances that you're standing even next to someone that speaks your language. Yeah, it's probably not super high. Is even, yeah, it's actually a low percentage. So that was pretty interesting about New York. Um, but yeah, so we're always, you're always in a hurry because people are always late. So like in New York City, when they say, oh yeah, show up at 2, like you are really lucky if you get there by 2 30 you know so it's just it's like being late for me I guess after that was never like I never thought twice about it you know I never thought about it as being rude because it was just it's just so normal right yeah yeah and then you know it's literally the city that never sleeps I'd be in the library until you know 3 a.m walking home all the streets are lit up you Mm -hmm. know you never feel unsafe um I was really big into running in New York City because everybody runs in New York City because gym memberships are talking about CrossFit being expensive. Try joining like an Equinox gym in oh, New yeah. York City and it is close to a thousand dollars a month for like their premium membership. Oh yeah, like, for sure. It's, you know, it's just ridiculous and I didn't have that kind of money. So, so yeah, you get into running and, um, the rivers are beautiful and the sunrises mm. and the sunsets and the, the, tall buildings, you know, and they were building the Freedom Tower when I was there. So I got to kind of watch that be built from the ground up. And That's cool. Yeah. It's, so it's, I mean, it's just amazing. Like I, you know, I talk about it all the time and Paul's probably sick of it, but yeah. you know, I just, I really do love New York City and I wish I could have done more when I was there. You know, like I went to a couple of Broadway plays, but you know, living on a school yeah. budget, it's just, oh, it's so expensive. It's place to be a student and, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it was great. It was highly recommended for a vacation. You know, even if you stay, um, like in Jersey Mm -hmm. on the, um, on the train system and take the train in every day. I mean, it's worth it to save a couple bucks. You know, you take a 20 minute train ride into the city, you're in the city all day long and then you take a train ride back, you know? So it's, it's definitely worth it, um, to go up there and visit and just, Take the rudeness with a grain of salt. Because yeah, people really aren't rude. It's just the way of life. So yeah, yeah, different different culture, different lifestyle. One hundred percent different culture. Like it is, 
I don't know. It was just, it was awesome. Like I loved it. I didn't want to come home, but I couldn't find a job out of nursing school. So I came back home, went to a job fair. Somebody hired me on the spot and I had like $300 left in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to go into the reds if I don't move back home. So, right. so I kind of had to come back home, but that's okay. It all works out. Yeah, you could have had 300 days of dollar pizza slices, though. So that's the upside of New York. That is true. And they are really good dollar pizza yeah. slices. They're not crappy. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. Bagels yeah. are the best yeah, part the, about New York like, City. The like, uh, street vendor food is like phenomenal. Oh, falafel? Yeah. Off the street in New York City? Yeah. Please. Yeah, it's very, Any, it's very every good. Every day. Yeah, so that's, that's that was like what blew my mind when I was up there. The first time I visited up there, I used to walk out of our hotel, and there was like, I don't know, like three or four food carts right there. And I felt, I, mean, I was like, I don't know, like, do you get food from a food cart? Like, it felt so weird. And then I can't even remember. They what have food grades on the food trucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, they have yeah. to have food grades. Yeah. And, like, it's half crazy. of them are A's. Yeah, yeah. Which are more than, which oh, is yeah. better than half the restaurants that you pass. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. No, New York's definitely a, a Morgan's never been. That's the place that she really wants to go check out. It's, it's tough to describe. It definitely is, it is not like any other place I've ever been. Like, it's got its own vibe you know you've, i've been to other really really big cities like chicago la whatever it's it's just a whole different world so it's, it's interesting yeah definitely definitely recommend checking that out um you said that uh it's like going i guess we'll morph back into fitness related stuff you said you had a, a back injury i think that that's like something that you know maybe not to the extent you did but i think that that's a a common uh life experience for people what uh what have you learned i guess from that like what you know, what are some areas that maybe you're just a little more cautious or aware of going into things now? Or what are some things that you helped uh, find? Or what did you find that helped kind of rehab from that? And that's made it to where you haven't had those issues anymore. So I definitely think I've become more aware of what my body is telling me. And I've also learned to not take my fitness for granted. Yeah. We're like kind of two of the biggest things that I've taken away from it. So um, I had a lumbar strain, so thankfully it wasn't a huge inju injury, but I think I also had a herniated disc at some point, um, along that. And so rehabbing for me kind of looked like not squatting, basically only running strict overhead movements, strict pull-ups mm -hmm. in case you're wondering why I'm so good at strict pull-ups because that's all go. I could do for almost six months. Yeah. Um, and my chiropractor became my best friend. So, you know, a lot of chiropractic care, a lot of trying to take it easy, but, you know, not wanting to take it easy. I think my, my downfall was that I didn't take the time off that I needed because we were moving. You know, it was like my last couple months at the gym that I'd been at for two years. So it was, it was hard to take time off. But, right. um, but you know, lots of stretching, <laughs> um, lots of just, I mean, I couldn't even bend over and wash my feet in the shower. Wow, like yeah. it was, I mean, it was really, it was really bad. I could, I was having trouble sleeping. Um, so, you know, I finally took the time off, um, when we moved and, you know, I just really started thinking about fitness, like kind of had to reset my goals, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. because when you start CrossFit, you kind of think you're invincible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially God, I was what? 
28. Yeah, you're early. Oh, yeah, so you're in your 20s. And yeah. You're like, you're, you yeah, are at the point in life where so you're pretty tough like, to break at that point. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I thought I was invincible. I thought, oh, like, I'm going to get up to a body weight snatch and no problem. I'm going to deadlift 300 pounds by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I did at least hit 210 on a squat, so that was pretty exciting. Um, but you know, I, I really learned when they say like not to butt wink at the bottom of your squat, like Mm -hmm. I really truly understood what that meant. And Mm -hmm. I really understood that when I got to the point where my back was hurting in my squat was when I was starting to butt wink. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I came back, I, I came to you and I was like, look, like I need to fix my squat. I need to really get to a point where I'm not butt winking. I need you know, and I, I need your help with that. Yeah. And so, you know, you really helped me. I know Jeremy pointed out a couple of things for me, cue wise that Mm -hmm. I was doing to start my squad that was setting me up for failure. Um, so it was just kind of slowly getting back into it. I mean, I came back and I was squatting the barbell, I think. I think I did like five sets of five. I couldn't walk down the stairs the next day. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it was I just laughed because I'm like, oh my God, like this is what happened when I started CrossFit. But right. But yeah, so when I started coming back, I kind of started like putting my fitness into perspective. And it's like, you know, what is my goal now with fitness? Because I never want to go through that again. Yeah. Um, I was not in a good part in my life. Like it was just, you know, like Morgan said, like she's not her best her when she's not working out. Well, that the same goes for me. Like I'm not my best when I'm, you know, not fitnessing. So it was um, kind of thinking about, a, being grateful to be back in the gym and being mm-hmm. able to move and being able to run and, and squat again. I mean, I couldn't even do an air squat when I was hurt. Right, yeah. So it was, you know, and so then now I've slowly started building back up the, the strength without injury um, or without pain, I guess, not and without injury, but without pain. And um, so it's, you know, just listening to myself. If I don't feel it that day, then I just don't go. Yeah. You know? And I know that every day is not going to be my best day mm-hmm. because I don't want to push it anymore because it's not worth the injury. So I still kind of shy away a little bit from deadlifts and overhead squats, most because that's what yeah, put me right. in the in the hole. But um, I still love overhead squats and I still love deadlifts. I just don't go anywhere near as heavy as mm-hmm. I used to because it's, it's just not worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I don't know, that was a long answer to that. but No, that's a great answer. So... A couple things you said in that, and obviously, I mean, you know, my philosophy on a lot of this stuff and what you said would match up very, with it very well. But I think the way you phrased it, you said something like, it, it allows you to put your fitness in perspective. And I think that's a really, uh, like, a beautiful way of thinking about that, that I think is lost. I think you might have never discovered that paradigm shift without the injury. I mean, it's possible you would have. Well, I'm not going to say this is not going to happen, but... Injuries like injuries suck. I'm not saying go get hurt and it'll and it'll be great for you later. It's just a really later. harsh reality yeah. check. Like, and it, it it allows you to kind of reframe things and honestly, like it can lead you to um, a better path maybe than you were on if you are humble and kind of start restart, take you know reassess your goals. You say things like, well, I, I did a whole lot of pull ups because I couldn't do anything else. Like, there's a whole lot of people who want to be able to do pull ups. I'm not saying go get a back injury and then you can work <laughs> on your pull ups, but I mean yeah. like there's there's some actual physical blessings, uh, happenstances, whatever you want to look oh, at. Oh, my it. shoulders blew up because yeah. like the ski erg was one thing I could do because right. like I put a really big emphasis on my legs and my arms versus mm-hmm. like in the games or like when you watch the CrossFit athletes, like, you know, they're really 
God, it almost looks like their nose touches their toes yeah, sometimes because they've been so far forward. But like I mm -hmm. was like really focused on staying straight. So like my shoulders blew up and yeah. I got really good at strict press and, you know, strict yeah. pull up. So it was, you know, I was able to modify things and still get fitness and I could still run, which is probably why, you know. You're a good runner. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so I think that's the thing. I think people, I think what happens, you get hurt. At first you, I think what, I think the rough series of events for most people is they feel something that's painful or doesn't feel right. They do everything they can to convince themselves they're not hurt or they ignore it or whatever. Eventually, your body will get you to a point where it says you can't ignore this anymore. Like, I'm going to make you stop doing this. And then you get the point. So you, now you realize you're injured. And then it's, I think people go a couple different ways with it. Like, I think instantly what happens for most of us is that you get like a little like, you're a little sad, mopey, and depressed. Because you can't do the things you like doing. Which for sure totally makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying you you need to go through that point. Like that will happen, and then it's okay. Now what? And then you can either say like, well, I'm just gonna hang out for six months and let this thing happen, and you know we'll get restarted, or you can go the route you did and say, okay, cool. Fifty percent of the movements I can't do. Well, I'm gonna get really good. Fifty percent of the oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So whatever. Let's say there's three movements you can do then like why wouldn't you just be in six months of practice of those three movements you can just be really really good and then when you get to come back and do the other stuff you can kind of let those you don't have to put much attention on those anymore because you've built such a surplus there that now it's like okay those are there i know i can do a strict pull-up you know that's just in it's in me i don't have to spend a lot of time on that i can go back and work on these other things and people i think the i think successful people will go that route most of the time. In, in anything in life, this can happen with other things, but they're gonna say, okay, crap, I can't do X, Y, Z. So you can either say, well, I can't do anything now, which is, which would be rare, like that would be a rare situation. Yeah. Or you could say, hey, what are the things I can do and like, why don't I just like murder these things, you know, and, get, and just be really, really good at it. And I think that's super cool. And I think that led into your realization that all of this stuff is, uh, it's all relative and it's all, you know, it is a process and you can redefine who you are and what you want out of it. And that is, that is how you should treat it. I mean, I would say that's with everything in life, but you know, specifically like picking up a weight and sweating, it's just, it's not that, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. And so like, yes, it sucks. It goes away and you get to, you know, you don't get to be the person that you are who likes that stuff. I get that. But then you know, saying, okay, well, I survived not having that, so I can get through all that. And when I do have it, like, maybe now, like, I focus on these things because that way it kind of protects that part of my life. So I know just, like, you know, I have that. I'm happy. I know I want that. Now I can move on to worry about other things that I haven't figured out yet, you know? Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Like I said, I think that's a really – the way you describe that is, like, exactly how I would want someone to think about that. That's a, that's a really neat thing. Um, so – you're at the point now where things are going pretty well. You feel good. You're moving mm -hmm. well. You know, most of the time everything feels right. Um, you said you've kind of reassessed like what life looks like going forward. So what is, what is the future of fitness look like for you? Um, I mean, you know, I think eventually I'd like to get back into doing some local competitions. Yeah, cool. um, they're just fun. You know, it's a, it's a fun environment. It's a fun way to test you know, yourself and how far you've come. Um, and I don't know, just like the status, just keeping the status quo, you know, mm -hmm. keeping moving, keeping going forward. If I continue to get stronger, great. Um, not interested in like bulking up just sure. to, you know, 
become a stronger version of me. And, um, you know, I really like endurance workouts. Mm-hmm. So apparently I've gotten everyone into suffering with me on Sundays when right. I do all of my cardio workouts. So just keeping up the endurance part of it. Um, I don't know, just trying to get my body in the best shape possible moving forward for, you know, the time that'll come when Paul and I will start reproducing small little ginger children there you go (laughs) and that way i'm at you know a good level of like like morgan and sarah are at a we're at a good level of fitness going Mm -hmm. in and you know i'm not gonna say that it i don't know if it helped their pregnancies at all but i'm sure it definitely it definitely did you know i'm sure going into labor it'll be a little bit different of a beast now that Mm -hmm. since they were fit but i don't know that for sure um, Sarah may disagree, but <laughs> I guess I'll have to ask her about it later. But, you know, just continuing to be the best version of myself yeah. for me and Paul. So, yeah, I, I, I would say that universally from the women that at our gym that have had kids, which is a lot. Oh, this is a big percentage of our gym. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but our gym makes kids. So if you're looking for that, have you, like, have you replaced the water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be that, but they, I think all of them, um, you know, I don't know if they like notice it when they get told that, but they'll repeat it to me. So it's stuck in there a little bit, but the, they'll go to a doctor's appointment or they'll, you know, they'll post having the baby, you know, someone will make a comment on like, Oh, you're so strong. And like, that's, you're going to rebound from this so fast or, you know, you're in such great shape that all this other stuff's, going well and so i think that is a it's a real life thing that you can you know be i mean be as prepared for as you can be right, right. If you've never yeah. had a kid before you've never had a kid that's yeah. just i mean like just yeah. have no idea what to expect exactly yeah. and that's and that's one of the really cool things about that like it is just a wholly unique experience and that'll be fun but yeah like setting yourself up for success never never a bad idea um additionally second if you have not come on sunday plug for <laughs> plug for Taylor's I don't know we need to like a name endurance wads Taylor's endurance I don't know I mean T-wads. something cool. T-wads <laughs> something something that something, just sounds weird I don't know yeah whatever <laughs> Every, all across the stuff sounds weird so but yeah so if you're looking for if you come to our gym and you're looking for more cardio stuff um, or something completely different than what's programmed during the week yeah 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 Sundays are an awesome opportunity when Taylor's up there doing that stuff it is um, tends to be longer duration, like in the 30 to 40 minute window, uh, a little more like, uh, monostructural work. So run, bike, row with other stuff. It's not mostly, solely ro- Yeah. That, mostly but. body weight mm-hmm. movements. Cause we lift enough heavy barbells yeah, for during sure. the week. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's definitely, you definitely, um, if you come to three, you know, weekly classes, like, you know, you probably don't need another, like, you know. 80% of your front squat day, you know, it's just, you're probably fine. So, but we don't have a lot of opportunities during the week to hammer out something in this time domain and with this kind of like just general structure and idea. So big plug to come to those. She has a good little group that will come and, and do it. And you know, they, they, uh, have as much fun as you can doing that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. good. And I do the workouts with you. I don't just, um, write it up there and say have fun go forth and go forth and suffer yeah 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 i suffer with the people yeah so so that's a lot of fun so if you're looking for that and you come to our gym and you haven't done it yet yeah sundays definitely like a nice little cardio cardio day there um yeah no i think that's a good place to wrap it up i'm not trying to monopolize your 
off day um, or your time off. Uh, yeah, I guess um, we'll, we'll call it there. I, thanks for getting together. I, like I said, I know that you have, if you guys don't know, Taylor has kind of an odd schedule. Yeah. Um, her, her job is very demanding and kind of comes in uh, bunches and waves. And so her life is difficult. So uh, be, be sweet to her when she's coaching because she might have just worked 12 hours overnight. If I look like I have really deep, dark circles under my eyes and I'm yeah. walking like a zombie, I probably worked the night before. Yeah, it, it's not a bad idea if you're so. coming to one of the 9.30 classes. Like, you can just bring Taylor some coffee or something. And she, yeah. It'll be good. All right, well, we'll call it there. Appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you at some other point on this thing. Sure.